And welcome to a very special edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Goshen News Sports Editor Austin Huff speaking with you, uh, joined as always by Goshen News Sports Reporter Evan Leepak. Evan, we have a very special guest in the office today. We do. We do. We're not even going to try to do some baloney, like, couple minutes baloney. filling <laughs> space talk. We're just going to go straight to it. Um, to read off this man's total accomplishments would take about 20 minutes, so we're going to try to keep it brief. Uh, he is a four-time state championship head football coach, two-time state runner-up, 288 wins, 54 losses in his coaching career. He is in almost every Hall of Fame that there can be. Uh, the National High School Coaches Association Hall of Fame, the Elkhart County Hall of Fame. I'm sure the Jimtown Hall of Fame, if that exists. Yeah. <laughs> you might have figured out where he coached when I just said that last one. Ladies and gentlemen, Bill Sharp is on the show. Bill, how are you today? Uh, very good. I'm very appreciative of being here. I really appreciate you guys having me down here. We couldn't think of any better guests to have on. We're talking high school football. The postseason is underway. What, who better than the man who is maybe the most successful coach in this area's history? Mm-hmm. All the success, we just rattled it all off. Um, any of those numbers stand out to you? I just rattled off like 50 of them. No, nah, I, I, I can almost uh, – I, I can go through almost every loss per game, and I remember those. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a strange way to make a living. I, once, once a game is over, you just literally – go. It, you just it, the next game starts a new life, mm-hmm. and you just start over. And well, we were big believers in routine, and every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday was exactly the same. We we, uh, we I remember our scouting reports would say week fifteen, week twelve, week eight. Uh, we never really we never said this is a conference championship this is a sectional show we just this is week 12 and i think what happens is you get to a point where you think you're going to be there anyway right and that that's the way we did it well in the 90s you pretty much were there every every year it was almost either a semi-state or a state title it felt like you know for you guys in that 90 90s run there well we had we, we had really really good players and the other thing we, we we had kids that really believed in Jimtown. i mean it was a it's very, very much a neighborhood school. It's we didn't have a lot of move-ins. The ones we did were really good. We very rarely lost kids. There, were, there was no recruiting going on by other schools. Everything was, it was, it was just a lot. I don't want to say different because that makes you sound old. But Jimtown's <laughs> a very special place, and the people who live there and go to school there have a great deal of pride in that community. And it, and it. It, it filters over into everything. It wasn't just football. I mean, our our basketball team. We, we it whatever activity went on in that school, it was well attended and well supported. Our plays and musicals were incredible. We had Okima Crawford, Rester Soul, and Steve Flutterman. They ran those things. And I'm telling you, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't like you'd go to these things and you. And you yeah, I saw that kid in the hallway. How can he do that? <laughs> they really brought yeah. out the best in people. Yeah, yeah I, and a I, neat place. Yeah, I was. Um, I we put on Twitter that you were coming on the show, and someone, uh, Derek Deshawn, texted me. I'm sure you were aware of the Deshawn family. Absolutely. Um, he was like, "Oh, that's so great! You're having Bill on. Like, it's awesome." And he's like, 
Jimtown man in the 90s, like you might not see that ever again from a school, not just to football, but wrestling was great. Oh. Obviously, boys basketball went on in one state in 03. I mean, that whole run at Jimtown really was special. It you, was, you hit on that. We, we were, you know, our base, we were good. And our girls' basketball was good. Our, uh, we, we really had, we were really successful in a lot of things, and we had a lot of really great kids. Yeah. Uh, that we didn't have ego problems. I don't think any. I don't think I ever had a kid come up and say, "What did I rush for? How many tackles did I have?" Uh, they may have. They may have thought it, but they knew that was some. We were never big on names on the back of our jerseys. I, the, what's on the front ought to be enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and it was. It was really a very unique place, and we had unique administrators. And we had great teachers. You know, we had teachers that every Friday wore football jerseys or a basketball jersey. Mm. I mean, it was it was it was very much a community affair. Yeah. All right, I've, I've done a lot of talking. Evan's here too. I promise. We so. can get into the uh, <laughs> questions now a little bit. A little we bit have of, some written questions. We're gonna let it. You know. Sure. A little bit of a Q and A, but the first one I'd like to ask uh, Bill. Obviously, you've been away from coaching for 15, 16 years now. Even in just that span, a lot has changed. But at the same time, I'm sure there are some things that you really miss about it. What are some of the biggest things that you miss about being on the sidelines? I think I miss the camaraderie with the coaches. We really had an incredibly close staff. Mm -hmm. And teaching in high school back then was as a great way to make a living because you knew you were making an impact and most of the time not always but most of the time it was a positive impact mm-hmm. and, and and you know there's something i think it's important for people to get up every morning and go to work to have a routine to be in and and that's and, and that that's what that did i i i wanted to be a teacher and a coach from the i think after i graduated from high school uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, a, a good friend of mine, Donnie Monhoot, uh, Donnie ended up being the defense coordinator at Penn High School for Geese, and he coached there. We really didn't know what we were going to do, and we ended up going to Rock Valley Junior College, and we picked that because another guy said, well, I'm going to go look at it. You want to go? I mean, it, it's just fate. Mm-hmm. And we went, and we said, yeah, this is a nice place. And so we went there for two years, then went to the University of Evansville, and I was very lucky to get hired at Southport High School. Mm-hmm. And I was there for seven or eight years. I coached under some incredible people, uh, Chuck Robbins, John Dwinger, uh, uh, I was with Randy Farron. I was with really some really good folks. Uh, Jack Bradford, who was a two-time state finalist in basketball, was our AD, and he was a marvelous. Um, and we had a tremendous principal, and I was lucky. I mean, I know. I mean, I, I'm the first guy to tell you I hit a slot machine, and I hit it big. Yeah. You know, luckiest guy in the world. I'm just, it just, I was lucky. Mm. Were you from this area? Originally? I, 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 Kathy and I are both, we both went to South Bend LaSalle High School. Oh, yes, yeah. And, uh, Which it's, no I, longer exists. Well, I think it's an, I don't know what it is. Not the, yeah. the, the, the physical structure, as a matter of fact, I was in it about a year ago, but it, it, the physical structure is still there. And uh, back then, uh, I graduated in 68. South and South Bend was formidable. I mean, mm-hmm. those schools, every everybody was good in everything. They but it's a, they were neighborhood schools. If you lived on the northwest side, 
you went to LaSalle. You lived on the west side. You went to Washington. Uh, if you were a Catholic kid, you either went to the public school in your area or you went to St. Joe. And then when they went built Marion, if you, if you were a Catholic kid and you lived in Mishawaka, you went to Marion. Mm-hmm. Or you went to Mishawaka High. There, there was, uh, But now, uh, I don't know what happened. I don't know how you could screw something like that up, but it, got, it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Athletically, they've got issues. But uh, Especially in it South was Bend, a yeah. wonderful... It, it, it was... We had... Great teachers, great coaches, Mr. Kleber, Mr. Rensberger, uh, Mr. Coddens. They, they were, Mr. Nelson was our principal, and I'm telling you, you didn't mess around with him. Mm-hmm. It was a neat place. It was a neat school. Yeah. So um, you get to Jimtown, 1980, your first year as a head coach. Yes. Um, back then, you had to qualify, I believe, for the playoffs. Yeah, we did. Yeah, no, no, uh, no everyone in. Um, I'm just curious, what were some of the challenges those first couple of years trying to build the Foundation laid the foundation for what the program ultimately became. Well, first of all, yeah, Jerry Cook was a principal, and Don Far, and Don Farr was the AD. And when I got hired, you could not have asked for two better people. Mm. I mean, they were so. And the facilities at Jimtown. When I interviewed for the job, and they took me out to the football field, that field was pristine. I mean, it, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the practice facility was behind it, and it, it was adequate. And the equipment, I mean, everything, they just, we just didn't have a lot of kids out. And my first couple of days there, I, I knew we had a good, Mark Smith was our quarterback. He's a good player. We had a kid, uh, uh, Brian Polson was our center. He was good. Eric Ott was a good player. We had a young kid named Dwayne Crocker that was going to be a good player. Uh, we had some guys, you, you know, we, we had some guys and it just, our eighth grade, you know, we started recruiting right away in the seventh and eighth grade, getting kids out. And then we went to the high school kids, the freshmen, sophomores. Hey, why don't you come out? And we ended up getting, we just, it just kind of snowballed. And we ended up getting kids coming out for football. I had, I inherited, this is incredible. This does not happen today. I inherited J.D. Russell, Gene Johnson, and Doc Eli on the coaching staff. I mean, these guys, all three are teachers. All three are great teachers, and they wanted to coach football. And, and so you go into high school, now you got to beg people to, te- to coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all, you get dads who can get there at 4 o'clock. These guys, they, they just, it, it was, I really fell into it. And oddly enough, those three guys and their families, we became incredibly close friends. J.D. ended up moving to Goshen and, and coached here for, um, uh, uh, for a number of years, and I, I see these guys all the time. Yeah. Um, how how hard was it to just be patient? I think you you know those first couple of years you want to win. Of course, you want to win right away. No one want, likes to lose. Um, you're kind of seeing it too in the area a little bit. Goshen first year of Tom Wagaman. Sure, a lot of patience trying to build up the program or while we see there you know got to be patient. How hard is that when you're you're trying to win but you know that it might take more than a you know, a year or two to really well, see the results. You know, you, I don't know if I ever thought like that. I, you, we started playing, and I didn't. I did not think other. I thought Concord was really good, and I thought New Prairie was really good. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I thought the rest of the schools. I mean, they were our size. We were. I think we were one of the smallest schools in our conference, but we weren't that small. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Right. No, it, yeah. It's small, you, you, but you're not yeah, tiny. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And, and, and we had kids. I mean, we had kids that could play. And uh, I remember we, we opened up with Triton, and we killed them seven to nothing. 
Uh, and it, this is a great story. Mark Smith was our quarterback. We had a second and goal. Uh, we had a goal line stand at halftime. We had a goal line stand at halftime. And uh, we went in. Then we had, had to do, came out. We drove the ball in the fourth quarter. And we had a second and goal from inside the one. And we took a timeout. And I don't know why I took a timeout. When I think back, on it, well, we got them. They don't have us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we took a timeout. And Mark Smith came over. And he said, Sharpie, I can sneak it. And I still remember as plain as day. I looked, I said, Mark, we've never practiced a quarterback sneak. Mm-hmm. Now think about that. Yeah. And he said, don't worry about it. I'll get it in. And he got it in. Now I can tell you this, I learned a heck of a lesson. We practiced quarterback sneak after that. <laughs> yeah. And I learned to listen to kids that you could, the kids you trusted. I mean, mm-hmm. Mark Smith was a really good player. And he, he man, we ended up winning the game 7 0. Yeah. That's all. That's crazy. That's Kill, awesome. Your memory, by the way, I, we were talking beforehand. I, I don't mean to interrupt. I know Evan's got questions, but your memory is amazing to me. You got all these specific moments. We were talking earlier about the Concord, Concord game from that one you lost, but you remembered it better than anything. And the first play in a, in a semi-state game against um, the, the team at Harding. Harding. I almost said oh, Highland. Oh, yeah. Harding. Yeah. It's, it's impressive what you, you still I don't remember. know if it's impressive. <laughs> you know what? I it's impressive. It's impressive. I forget half the things I even said. I don't even know what I said five now, minutes ago. I do want you to know, I, I don't know my kids' birthdays. Yeah, I, that's I, I know my. I know Kathy's. I know Kathy's you birthday. Know your wife's, yes. Yeah, I, I don't know the eighth. So I mean, you, you know, I, I'm. I, I, don't brag on me. <laughs> don't brag on me. All right, all right. Back to our regularly scheduled uh, programming. The brain is a funny thing. I will say that. It's, um, it is funny. <laughs> what it remembers and what it doesn't. Well, obviously, before we saw right when we started, we talked about how you'd won four state titles, couple state runner-ups. Um, obviously, that first one, 1991, must have been extra special when you think about the fact that it came after those state runner runner runner-ups. I always try to say runners-up, yeah. you know. But how how uh, special was that 1991 title? Because it was the first one, and getting over that hump finally. Yeah, you know what? You you lose two, mm-hmm. and then you go back. It, it's it it anybody says they don't think about it, they're not telling you the truth because they do. And the team we were playing, Ritter was probably better than the two teams that had beat us before. But we had we really had some good players. We did, and I, I think there may have been. Uh, they may have underestimated us a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had they had gone through the tournament handily, and uh, I mean I, I don't know what I can't remember what the, uh, what we had done. I, I know we had beaten Frontier uh, in the uh, semi-state, and and they were very well coached and good. But they had a kid named Shane Thomas who was the state's leading rusher, and he was going to carry the ball ninety percent of the time. And we just and they, they did not throw the ball particularly well, and we just we went in. I some JD was a defensive coordinator. We went in with three looks we were going to give them. We were going to run our base, and then we had uh, a goal line we had, and then we had a goal line that we cheated because they didn't throw. We, we ran a, a goal line where we Brent, Brent Sachs was our quarterback, but he was also our middle safety, mm-hmm. and he was really good. He was really, really a good defensive player. He was a good quarterback, don't get me, but he was really a good defensive player. And we kind of, the first time they got the ball, they scored. They drove, oh gosh, I don't know, 80 yards and scored. And they, they chunked us. I mean, it was, we'd hold them, we'd hold them, and then they'd 12, 13 yards. And, and the Thomas kid was really good. I mean, he ended up 
going to Cincinnati and being an all. I mean, he is wow. an all American. He's a good player. But we thought after they scored, JD came down. I, I said the best look we can give him is this. this it was JD's. I give him the goal line look with Brent playing. We're going to force him to throw. And we ended up shutting him out the rest of the game. I think I believe we won thirteen to seven. Wow. And uh, and that that's another story. Mark Ward was our offensive coordinator, and Carl Batiste was a really good running back for us. And we had a second and goal from about the sixth, late in the fourth quarter. And Wardy said, "Let's run a quick pitch." And we that was not on our play sheet because they played their ends really, really wide. Mm-hmm. And and I and I remember I said, "Wardy, I'm not." He goes, "Run the quick pitch and tell Carl to cut it." You know, so we. We ran a, a, a flanker left, quick pitch left on quick sound. Mm-hmm. And Carl caught the quick pitch, and he cut it inside the end, and he scored. So, I mean, you know, that's when I mean you have good kids. I, you, you know, and you have great coach. That was Wardy's idea. I mean, because I wouldn't have called it. Right, yeah. You know, I wouldn't have called it. He, he, but he said, let's let's look at that. Because, I mean, they were stopping a lot. of. They were good. I mean, you know, we, we, we won the game by six points, and they were, they were really good. So... Mm-hmm. It's a smart play by your running back to cut yeah. in, cut in on a pitch. Yeah, you, a lot of your guys, it seems like, were you had confidence in them to, hey, if they see something, or if your OC sees something, because I feel like sometimes head coaches can be like, I'm that coach, I make the decision, but it seemed like you had a lot of confidence in the people around you to oh, I, I, feel yeah. it and read it. And, sure, sure. Yeah. So, 97-98, um, you go 30-0 and combined, and didn't really face much resistance a lot in these final scores, at least. Um how could you just sum up how how dominant those two teams were? I mean, it's it's hard to go fifteen and zero. I mean, as you are well aware, and to do it where you're you won a state title game sixty three to zero, like that doesn't happen, you know. No. Well, first of all, ninety eight we were dominant. Yeah, ninety seven. We played a good Northwood team and hung on. In 98, we played a really good Northwood team and won by a point, and they won the state that year. Yeah. I mean, so it wasn't – it was still – when we got in the tournament, we had played Lures well. We had played two two games against Lures, lost close both times. And I still remember somebody saying uh, – one of them asked me, this has become a rivalry. And I said, it's not a rivalry until both teams win. Like, you can't if, – if playing somebody close doesn't make it a rivalry. Right. Now, they were good. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, goodness, Fort Wayne Bishop Lures yeah. has got – I mean, you can ignore records. When, when, when you get into the tournament, if you have a team that's played the likes of Snyder, Dwinger, and and beat yeah. a couple of them. I don't. Best I, best, uh, best example. They were three and six in twenty twenty. Went to the state title game. They got. Sure, yeah, they yeah. had all the talent. They just yeah, lost they, they, really Well, it's just they're playing folks. You know, it's a different. And we. Uh, I remember we went there and played. We were down. We were down thirteen to nothing, or it was either fourteen nothing or thirteen, and we hit a punt return. Adrian hit a punt return. 
And uh, I, I, still, I still remember this. There was probably four minutes, three minutes to go in the half, and we ran flanker right, reverse left to Jimmy House. He had a great run. Mm-hmm. He got it down inside the 10, and we hit a, uh, Ryan Whalen on a dump, on a, on a trip dump. And there was I, – I can't remember if we had to kick off or not. It may have, We may have scored on the, the last – I can't remember if we had to kick off again. But it was 13-7 or 14-7, and then they scored the first time they had the ball. They came out and scored, but they missed the extra point. And for some reason, it was 20 to 7, and we just we, we just really played well. Right after that, we got the ball. Brian Smith, Travis Daniels, Adrian Pettis had really just, we got it going. Keith hit some big passes, and we scored. We made it 20 to 14. We kicked off. We held them. We got the ball back, and we went right down. I mean, it, it and we, we went ahead twenty-one twenty, and then we we stopped them. And I said, we stopped them. We got the ball back, and we we oh my lord, we had the ball at midfield, <laughs> and we got for some reason. We I, I remember we ran a a counter. We were running a counter left, and I don't know if Keith or Adrian went to, and they bumped. They collided in the backfield. Oh my god. <laughs> And we ended up putting the ball back, and they drove the ball down. But we we had a huge stop, and they had they attempted like a forty five. I can't remember like a forty five yard field goal. And the kid, had, I mean, it had the distance, mm-hmm. but it was way way wide right. Okay. And we won the game twenty one twenty, and then we thought. Then we played an undefeated Leo team who was really good, mm-hmm. and we did okay there. And then we played uh, an undefeated. It was really a tough road. I remember we had to go to Heritage. They were really good. We played Heritage, and uh, we won there. And then the state championship game uh, that first year was against Clarksville. Mm-hmm. And they upset uh, Western Boone in the semi-state. And we, we played we played them, and they made, they made all kinds of mistakes in the kicking game. And anytime mm-hmm. that happens, it snowballs. Right. The score it was sixty three to nothing, and believe me, it 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 could have been worse. Oh my goodness! Yeah. <laughs> uh, every kid, yeah. every kid on the sideline. This is amazing. We took the limit, or beyond how many you can take. That's another rule. That's a bad rule. But we took we took as many kids as we could. And every kid on that sideline played at least a quarter in a, in a champion. Think about that. That's got to play on the Hoosier Dome. Got to play on the Hoosier Dome floor. Cool. Oh, it's, cool. it's incredible. Once in a lifetime. Oh, heavens, yeah. Most of them, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then your 05 run, you know, you won state. But the year before that, you guys were only 7-4. and four. Air quotes, only 7-4. and four. Um, What change lets you guys have that awesome 2005 run to state? Well, uh, what changed was uh, John Soley was a uh, uh, John Soley was our quarterback the next year, and he really took charge of that team offensively. He's a good defense player, but he was really a good, good quarterback. And the thing about John is he's he, he was so much faster than I ever thought he was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't I, I didn't see. I, I remember against Rochester. We ran a freeze option, and this was in the jamboree. We played, we what I don't know what they call it, scrimmage. scrimmage we played in the scrimmage, yeah. and, we, and we ran, we, we ran a lot of trap, and we had a playoff called trap option. But I didn't like it because our quarterback had. I don't like 
on option plays, I don't like turning the back of the quarterback. But we ran so much trap that we put the trap option and we wanted to run it in the early part of the season just so teams would think we ran it. We mm-hmm. didn't. Anyway, <laughs> we ran a trap option and John cut it up and went about 70 yards and outran it. I still remember looking at Bovey and Gene and Johnson and thinking, where? Where did that come from? Right. And he just, he took the bull by the horns and what a good player. And uh, 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 Ryan Conrath was a sophomore. He, he, we, we moved it full, we moved a kid that was going to be a fullback to guard, I believe. And uh, Ryan Conrath had a good year as a sophomore. We had a kid named Ross Bowman move in, and Ross was really good, very good returner. He was really, he, he was a, he was a tailback, but he was a power tailback. When you play good teams, a lot of times they, they can get to you a little bit there. But he was a good defense. He was a great deep back, and he was a tr- tremendous returner. And we uh, we won some close games, very close. We we won some close. The year before, we just we would just say we were seven and four. Mm-hmm. We couldn't win a close game. I, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I still remember. We, we and when you don't win close games, it just kind of snowballs on you a little bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, just an incredible you know run you guys went on there forever, you know, and so that's it. We so talked I about really no uh, transition yeah. to that one. I'm thinking of trying to say something really smart, but I just escaped my mind. So <laughs> anyway, we mentioned the uh, career record, uh, your coaching career record before, like right when we started, two eighty eight and fifty four. I like to, I mean, you hear coaches all the time say winning is hard, and I usually believe them, but you made it look so easy. I'm just curious, I mean, what are some of the keys in your mind that led to all the success that you had as a head coach? Okay, first of all, it's standard answer. We had great coaches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were very, uh, we had a, a outstanding coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I start naming, I'm going to miss somebody. But uh, Ned Cook was our defensive coordinator, and he was outstanding. He's a Jimtown guy. He really understood what we wanted. Mark Ward was the offensive coordinator. He played for Geese at Penn, was mm. incredibly successful, and everybody else. It just, you know, it just merged. We really had, and the kids knew that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we really had a, a very cohesive, we were all friends. I, at the at, when every game was over, when every game ended, win or lose, we were going to go to one of the coaches' houses with our own families, with our kids, and we were going to get together. That was just that was part of it, and I think the kids felt that, and we really, we really had some good good players. And I know everybody said, but we did. We we had some guys that could have played for anybody in the state, mm-hmm. and I, I always I just I always thought. Great players will remain great. An average player you can make good. A good player you can make make really good. Mm-hmm. And we were lucky to do that. And we and and we had kids that bought in. I mean, it was, you know, you, I know you want to be a tight end. We're going to move you to guard. Okay, what can I do to help? What you know? And and it just it was. It, 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 we had the coaching staff was very cohesive. We had, you know, there was no jealousy between offense defense because they all. Everybody, co- you know, Ned, I told you Ned was our defense coordinator, but on Wednesday he was an offensive line coach. Hmm. Now, granted, they don't do that anymore. I mean, if you're the OC, you're the OC, and that's all you do. And I, I think you lose out on things, but that, I don't coach anymore. I, I'm not in that, you know, hmm. that's not for me to, uh, to say. I, 
but it, it worked for us. And like I said, we had great administrators, Jerry Cook, Floyd Trosper, Nathan Dean. You could not, those guys were on board. Yeah. Uh, like when we went on trips, I didn't have to worry about anything. I mean, they, we're going to have every, I was the AD too, though, so getting transportation. Mm-hmm. But after that, I knew the buses were going to be loaded and uh, I knew Tree was going to take care of all the statistical stuff. Uh, Steve, I don't know if you ever met Steve Greenlee. Uh, no, I don't think so. You've never met anybody like him. Mm-hmm. If you called him up, if I got on the phone right now and I said, Tree, who's in the south? Uh, who's in the second game uh, in sectional 38 down by Evansville? He wouldn't have to look it up. He goes, well, you got modern day playing. So, I mean, he, <laughs> he there's nobody that. like that guy. I, you know, whenever I have a, a scoring question, I always call Tree. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'm just curious, do you still follow the area around? I mean, I know you haven't been coaching in a while, and, you know, we were talking about computers walking into the room, and so I don't know how well adapt you are, but do you still follow the gym town and, you know, I, keep I, it? I, well, yeah, you know, I, I try to, when Corey's playing a big game, I always try to get a hold of him, let him hey, good luck, I'm thinking mm-hmm. about you. Uh, my, my, son, my middle son is a coach down in Indianapolis, so... Uh, Kathy and I go down there quite often, but I definitely follow the air. The hardest thing for me right now is I'm so used to getting a Saturday morning paper and looking at scores, mm-hmm. and I have no idea now. I, I, I get on the phone, I go to John Harrell, but it, there's a thousand different things to press, and I can't <laughs> seem to get it. And if you go to Indianapolis, all they want to talk to you about is Indianapolis schools, which I yeah. really don't care about, mm-hmm. other than where, where Dave's going. I, it just, I really enjoyed getting up on Saturday morning and seeing those scores. Well, all I'm saying is Goshen News, you know, Saturday print edition, we got all the area scores in there. So, <laughs> you're sure. a Goshen News subscriber. I can tell you, and I don't want, I, I don't. We had the we like Goshen South Bend and Elkhart papers that they don't deliver to where we live now. Where you where you at? Dewart Lake. I I, I can't explain uh, that. Kosciuszko so. County. Yeah. Well, we we you know we cover Wawasee. So uh, uh, Wawasee and and I'm sure you cover Warsaw. Uh, not as not really not, as, not, not really as much. Warsaw. No, but Wawasee. So. We'll have to work on getting you a, we, got, we got to be able to read those Saturday mornings. We are we get the scores in, so well, that's that's exciting. Just just from the area, we can't guarantee you the whole state You're scores, right. but we'll get our you know seven eight area games in every every Friday night. So for the Saturday newspaper, so we got to figure this out. I'm gonna talk to Chris, yeah, our a, circulation lady, honestly, after this. Yeah. It's gonna be the first thing I do. <laughs> so, Certainly. Um, yeah. So I mean. Jimmy's are eight and two. You know they're playing in the sectional uh, semifinal game this week. They got a uh, tough one. Yeah, Glenn coming off a nice one over Fairfield. So. They got to go to. They got to go to Glenn and John, and John Barron can coach. Yeah. Uh, he everywhere he's been, he's been successful. He knows what he's doing. Uh, those kids will play hard. Jimmy's are. This is a hard one. And and I don't. The other bracket is Knox, and I don't know who they're. Playing. West Noble. Okay, and West Noble beat Marion, which I know yeah. is a which I would venture to say, without looking it up, that's probably the first win over a parochial school for West Noble in football. Probably, I wouldn't be shocked if it was because Marion and, and when, when they were sent to play Bishop Lures a lot, you know. Yeah, but Monty can go. Monty, Monty's, Monty's been there a long time. May Herder, he knows what yeah. he's doing, and those kids play hard. Uh, Knox is real. I, when Knox got my attention. When they lost to Laville by a point, 
Yeah. Because LaVille is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. LaVille plays Andrean this week. Yeah. That's going to be a, that's that like would the best be, game in the state. Yeah, it could very well be. Yeah. That could very well be. Uh, yeah. Where's that game at? Do you know? Offhand? at LaVille. That helps. It's at LaVille. That yeah. Helps. And there's, there's two really, really big, like, private school versus public school games this week. You got that one. You got uh, Bishop Lourdes against Churubusco. Okay. In that sectional as well, mm-hmm. which is a huge game. Yeah, Busco's, Busco's playing really well right that's, now. That's football. We we played Busco a number of times. Those, yeah. those those people like football. Yeah, they're they're one of the better small areas, small schools in this area, and obviously Lures they have a oh, tradition yeah. speaks for itself. Absolutely. I'm actually really. I wish we kind of were covering those schools because like those are really nice games. Those are good games. Be sure. Fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, it should be an interesting week. Elkhart goes to Warsaw. Uh, Logan Sport comes all the way up to play Northridge, uh, Northwood at St. Joe. There's some interesting games. Sure. Con- Concord at Goshen. Goshen's really struggling this year, so I don't know how how that one's going to go. But uh, you know, just saying, that's been a, it's been a tough year for the Red Hawks. But you know, hopefully Tom Wagaman will get them you know back. I'm, I'm sure you know Tom and sure. coached against him maybe or coached coached. I I, I know Tom yeah. when he was at Northridge. Yeah. yeah. No, he Tom's he's solid. Yeah. They, they, they've had solid coach. That, uh, to my knowledge, Goshen has never had a bad football coach. They, all, throughout the, all their years, they have guys that know what they want to do, and they, they know how to get it done. Yeah. So. We'll wrap it up. We're going to wrap it up now. Getting close to it. Pretty close. Uh, Bill, what do, you, what do you do with your free time? You have so much free time now. Have you picked up any new hobbies? What do you? What's your day to day look like well, now that uh, you have extra time? Uh, Kathy and I, we, we like to travel. Mm-hmm. We enjoy that. Uh, we have eight grandchildren, and uh, I'm pretty much uh, at their disposal. Right, uh, and it's something we both truly enjoy doing. It's it's a gas, and uh, I like to fish, and I I like to. Uh, you know, I like to go to games in the area. If I'm if I'm not down in Indianapolis at a game on Friday, I go to a game around here, and it, I just I, I'm still very very attuned to the high school sports scene mm-hmm. at uh, in all sports. I, yeah. You know, I, uh, I I still enjoy going to ba- Derrick's at Concord, so I follow them, right. and uh, I obviously follow the Jimtown games. So yeah. uh, Keith uh, is the Keith's the head football coach at Mishawaka. And so I'm always very, very interested in their scores. So I, I keep it tuned. Yeah, Mishawaka's having a really nice season this year as well. You know, they got a chance to probably, they're the favorite in the sectional, of course. Yeah. Who knows after that? Um, yeah, so when, when Concord plays Jimtown boys basketball, I mean, is it is it tough emotions with oh. Derek on one side? Or in, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Concord-Jimtown rivalry is very... Real, yeah, so. I did not. Uh, uh, I didn't realize how intense that was when I first took the job. Yeah, I couldn't figure out. I, I said, what's what's the well? I learned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, so you have to cheer for the Jimmy. That's the one night you don't cheer for Derek. Right. Yeah. Right. So that that makes sense. So, um, well, Bill, this has been great. No, oh, thank really you. No, I appreciate it. you having me. This has been a blast. Um, I, again, just going down memory lane. You know, for guys like Evan and I, we're not from this area originally. So we love oh, okay. learning about the history, you know. I mean, we know like we've looked up Jimtown and winning states, and but it's kind of it's really great to hear it from you know the guy who lived it, like you were there. You the know, source, yeah, the source. Right. So <laughs> it's it's really cool to have that first person history. Yeah. You know. You know. Well, thank you. I was I uh, not to make you feel old, but I was uh, negative three when you won your first state title. So <laughs> okay. And I was two and three when you won the next two. So okay. You know, I just. 
you know. So Jimtown didn't come come to my mind until I moved here. So you know, but that's okay. Well, anybody that's a friend of Bill Beck, I, I that's yeah. Thank you, Bill Beck, by the way, for getting the contact info. Yeah. Um, I think I, I hadn't hadn't he gave me your contact info and then I didn't reach out for a couple of weeks. Yeah. I'm sure Bill probably thought Bill Beck probably thought, oh, he just wasted his time. I yeah. promise, Bill. Yeah. You did not waste your time tracking down Bill Sharp for us. No, so he's we, a, Bill's a special guy. He's, yeah, he was incredibly helpful when I first moved here. Yeah, just getting me acclimated to the area. We he got coffee be. and talked about the area and who's you know. Yep. And he's been great. He's been a great resource. Anytime I need anything, he's he's been awesome. So, um, shout out Bill Beck. Even though he worked for the enemy for yeah, forty years, for a while. he also <laughs> helped us out a little bit. Oh yeah, he's he's, he's, he's special. A great guy. Uh, Bill, again, thank you so much. Um, we really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate um, you having me. Yeah. So, um, Evan and I are going to stop talking here for a few minutes. We're going to throw it to our Goshen College uh, Maple Leaf Minute sports update on the Goshen College um, sports scene. Dante Stanton, I believe, is doing it this week again. Um, are you sure? I don't have the audio yet, so I don't know who did it. So, we're going <laughs> to, as, of, this, as of, of us talking right now, I don't have the audio, but we will throw it to the Goshen College Maple Leaf Minute, and then we'll be, come back with the rest of the show. So uh, here it is, Maple Leaf Minute. Hey, it's Dante here reporting from 91.1 The Globe with your Maple Leaf Minute. Let's kick off this report with a look at the GC women's volleyball team as their season continues to wind down. The Leafs were swept in two of their three matches this week, falling to Marion at home on Wednesday 3-0 and Mount Vernon 3-0 on the road on Friday. But the Leafs put up a good fight against the Huntington Foresters on Saturday, dropping 3-1 with an impressive 25-21 third set victory. It was a short week for soccer, just one match apiece as the men settled in at home against the Marion Knights. The Leafs fell behind early in their Saturday matchup 2-0, but bounced back with a goal of their own. Loose ball and now an opportunity. Eichenberg takes the shot and it's in. Eichenberg scores the first goal of the match for the Maple Leafs. Leafs struggled in the second half, however, conceding two more goals with a final score of 4-1. Women's soccer didn't fare quite as well against the Knights either. Final score on the road 6-0 on Saturday. Finally, we round things off with the men's and women's cross-country teams, both nationally ranked, finishing well. The men's squad finishing 15th of 28 teams, and the women finishing 16th of 25 teams at the Great Lakes Challenge in Grand Rapids, Michigan on Saturday. That'll do it for your Maple Leaf Minute. Tune in next week for more Maple Leaf Athletics. All right, and uh, we're back with the rest of the show. Thank you to Bill Sharp for joining us. That was a fun, fun interview. He had We probably could have sat here for another hour. So Talked many stories. a lot about the Jimmys and Joes and the X's and O's. Wow, did you really think of that just now? Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay, well, we can extend the show there. <laughs> now, Mike let's up. quickly, let's go through the rest of our uh, rundown. We had a busy high school week, of course, this past week. Uh, let's continue the football talk. We'll just roll right into that. Um, we talked a little bit about it with Bill this upcoming weekend of matchups. Um, let's quickly revisit last week. Nothing really surprising, I felt like, in the results area. Um, Mostly blots. West Noble beating Mishawaka Marion just in name only is a surprise. But if you looked at the records and the stats of the teams going in, not a surprise. Um, congratulations, though, for West Noble. I mean, it looked uh, bad. The first, you know, the opening kickoff, they fumbled the snap, recovered it. Um, set first offensive play of the game, they fumbled the snap, recovered it. It was like, oh, my gosh. And then Mishawaka Marion scores on a short field, you know, first drive, and you're like, oh, here we go again, like mm-hmm. Mishawaka Marion. But, I saw that. I was like, oh, Yeah, I was terrible. nervous. I was nervous. And, but uh, uh, West Oval recovered. Drew Yates having some big plays. The fake punt run was huge. He made some nice throws. Um, they had a couple big fourth down conversions. Um, defense was just 
lighting up Marion, just hitting them left and right. I mean, it was a physical game. There was a couple pops that resonated throughout the entire stadium from hits. It was impressive. Um, stadium. What? It's stadium. A, it's a field. It's a whatever. It's not get enclosed out, enough for here. it to radiate. Get out of here. But I know um, what you're saying. You hear it? Yeah. So, uh, congratulations to the Chargers. Um, they'll play Knox at Knox. Um, Knox, 65 points on Lakeland. Um, which, if you read my preview, you might have noted that. Noticed that I noted that if Lakeland can slow down Knox, they might be able to win. They did not. Um, they couldn't Knox, slow him down. Knox came in averaging 42 a game, and uh, that number has gone up because they scored 65 on Lakeland. Had about 650 yards rushing, from what I heard. Is that good? I'm gonna say that's good. Um, I don't know if Bishwalk and Marion had 650 rushing yards on the season going in huh. to that West Noble game, and. Knox got it in one. Um, so, yeah, that's one half of 3A, sectional 26. The other half, we'll see Jimtown, who beat South Bend Clay 55-0. Yes, that's correct. Going to John Glenn, who, as you know, Bill Sharp noted out, coached by uh, John Barron. He left his water. He did leave his little water cup. That's unfortunate. Um, John <laughs> Barron coached John Glenn team. Uh, they beat the Fairfield Falcons 24-7. You know, tough tough season for Fairfield, man. It looked so good there, 4-0. Everything was going in the right direction. And then injuries and just combination of a lot of other things, man. Nosedive, 5-5 five and five regular season. They're 5-5 five five, uh, finish this season overall. Disappointing for sure. But injuries, like you said, tougher teams on the backside of the schedule. Surprising, though, I will say, because it seemed like they got – Carter back for uh, yeah, Kitson played. It's just like everyone else around him was just kind of banged up. So yeah, uh, yeah, you know, tough way for them to end. So I, Jimtown Glen should be an interesting game. Jimtown did beat Glen earlier this season. Um, I'm going to try to pull up the score of that right now. Let's see if I can. Uh, no, come on. Why did it load on me? Uh, this is great audio, by the way. Eight straight W's. Uh, by the way. Uh, e, uh, this is great audio. Uh, 22-12, back in week four, 20-12, Jimtown, at John Glenn, beat him. You said 22-12, 20-12. Tight game. Hopefully, probably will be another close one on uh, Friday night. Jimmy's are balling, though. Yeah, it's they are. Eight, eight in a row. Dubs. Eight in a row. Glenn has won three in a row, so uh, they're they're hot. Hot-ish. Hot-ish. Not as hot as us in this room right now. It's They're very warm up. in this room. Yeah, it's the, hot. Uh, the heat, heater is, for some reason, targeted right on my chair. So, that's great. Um, that's 3A sectional 26. 4A sectional 18. Again, everyone kind of took care of business. Northridge beat uh, South Bend Riley. Mm-hmm. 33-12. You were there. Any any thoughts? Those Raiders, man. Slow start. They love, they love a slow start for they're, some they're reason. They're loving it. They're masters of it. Uh, yeah, I had a couple turnover on downs. Had some regular turnovers, too. They moved the ball pretty well in South Bend Riley on their first few drives, but it took until the second quarter to finally get on the board. They're leading 14-0 in the second quarter. And then uh, some miscues again, turnovers, including a pick six. Makes it 14-12 at the half. But uh, Chad Epley, he loves a good second-half adjustment. Had a few of them. He just he just like loves yelling at his team at halftime. I think yeah. like just, come on guys, get it together. Guess that's what it was. And uh, they would go on to outscore Riley nineteen to nothing in the second half. End up winning thirty three twelve. Really shut down Riley's passing attack defensively. Three different Raiders scored touchdowns in the second half. Kate Signs, Jackson Bontrager, 
and also Max Petersheim. Mm-hmm. Three TDs. How about that? And uh, uh, Derek Sherwood also did a good job. Filling in for McLean Miller. Yeah, McLean Miller got injured in the first quarter. He didn't return, but uh, Derek Sherwood did a great job replacing him, scored a touchdown, had some nice runs. So uh, whether he comes back or not, we'll see. But it's probably obviously a positive thing to know that they have multiple running backs that could also get it done behind Miller. So Yep, and now Northridge plays Logan Sport this Friday night in Middlebury at Interra Field, the Jane Allen Athletic Complex at Interra Field. A uh, lot, of, lot of words there to mm-hmm. uh, write down. Uh, Logan Sport beat Wabasi 35-14, but reading the story uh, from our friends at the Pharaohs Tribune, uh, they seemed like Logan Sport wasn't the crisp, crispest, crispiest uh, way they could be this, this past week. And they had a couple injuries as well that they weren't uh, sure about after the game. A couple key players getting hurt. So they, along with Northridge, had some injury-ish issues. Um, Logan Sport making a long drive to Northridge. It's about hour 45 uh, going up to Middlebury. So it's going to be a long trek. Northridge is going to win, aren't they? They might. They're going to get to that sectional title. Again? But potentially. I mean, you never know. Uh, Logan Sport's 8-2, and two, but they again, they, they weren't. They didn't seem like they were overly thrilled with their performance against Wawasee. So. Well, yeah, they only beat Wawasee by three touchdowns. Well, they, they controlled the whole game, but they weren't really, like, in control. Like, they didn't feel like they really did, you know, dominate maybe the way they thought they would. So, that's just a vibe I got from reading the game story from uh, Bo Wicker at the Farrell's Tribune. So, uh, the other half of that bracket sees Northwood going to South Bend St. Joe. Northwood beat Washington 48-14. St. Joe beat Plymouth 47-14. So, mm-hmm. very similar scores there. Um, Northwood 10-0. St. Joe 4-6. and uh, Should be an interesting game, maybe. Uh, Northwood going on the road again. Second straight week, you know. Um, it's a nice field out there. Yeah, they, have a, they do have a nice field. Beautiful backdrop of downtown South Bend right mm-hmm. there. The Indians. Yeah. I don't see them beating Northwood. But, I don't uh, either. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, crazy things happen this time of the year. You never know. So Elkhart really took it to uh, South Bend St. Joe. and Northwood's a comparable team probably. So, mm, yep. uh, 5A section 11. Hey, you 5A 6A, welcome to the party. Uh, 5A 11, you get Mishawaka South Bend Adams, so Caveman, and uh, Concord at Goshen Friday night. So, probably Concord. Uh, probably Concord, Mishawaka in that one. Concord would host Mishawaka in the sectional final. Um, so that is probably going to play out like that. Mm-hmm. Crazier things have happened, but uh, just vibes. Vibes. And Concord almost beat Mishawaka a couple weeks ago. 15-11, to 11, close game. They hung with them. That's so right. It was tight. It's You never know. So, uh, And then 6A sectional 2, Fort Wayne Carroll, 9-0 and at Penn, 7-2. and That's going to be a fun game over there in the Princess City of Mishawaka. And then you have uh, Elkhart, 7-2, traveling to Warsaw, 7-2. That's also an interesting game. You get Warsaw with their uh, Bart ball, you know, triple option, rushing attack against Elkhart. Likes to throw it, spread it out, run the ball too as well. They have a more spread offense. Uh, should be fun. Lions and Tigers. And Bears. We're, bears? Oh, my. Monday Night Football win, just saying. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I can't. I don't know. I don't know who to pick in either of those six eight games. I really don't. That field, they both feel like toss ups. Well, Warsaw heading into the sectional with more momentum than Elkhart, 
And they're going to be at home. I, I wonder how much momentum matters when you get that, that week off, though, you know? Do you lose it, you oh. know? Does Elkhart lose, like, that bad taste in their mouth? Like, as you get a nice reset, kind of, and... Has Elkhart seen that kind of offense at all this year? No. That doesn't help. That doesn't help either. Yeah, I mean, all signs are pointing towards maybe Warsaw's got a slight edge here. If they got all their players back from suspension a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Don't know that either, yeah. And even without them, they still have a good chance of winning because they took it to Northridge pretty good on the road. Mm-hmm. Won by a couple touchdowns without 10 players. So, I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, like you said, toss-up. But uh, maybe... Maybe we give the minus three to Warsaw for the home field. Same thing with Penn in that game, probably minus three being at home. Even though Carroll, you know, number six ranking in the class, signing out. Undefeated, It's yeah. still a trip from Fort Wayne to Mishawaka. That's about a two-hour bus ride. It's not fun. Um, and Penn's a good – Penn's only lost to Cathedral, who's really good, and the private school from Ohio, St. Xavier, that's also really good. So, mm-hmm. like – if you're gonna have two losses, like those are good losses to have. They took care of everyone else on their schedule. Elkhart supposed to be a big test for them. They beat them. New Prairie as well. They beat them. Um, so yeah, um, there's some interesting matchups this week. You you know you now you're seeing some fun matchups and interesting games. Uh, we will be at Northridge Logansport, Concord Goshen, and Northwood St. Joe this week. A couple of those aren't that fun, but <laughs> well, the Goshen Concord game. <laughs> And yeah. Northwood St. Joe could be interesting. I'm trying to sell it, okay? I'm trying to sell it. But next week, you can sell some good stuff. Next week, we yeah. will have some good games, yeah. yes. <laughs> we feel pretty confident we're going to have some pretty good games next mm-hmm. week. Okay, um, let's wrap up boys' soccer season quickly. Westview, I hope, was hoping not to wrap it up you know, until next week, but unfortunately, Westview did lose. 2 nothing to Park Tudor, semi-state game. Um, Westview probably had possession of the ball for like 75-80% of the game, but they really couldn't do much with it. Um, Park Tudor got an early goal in the first half, an early goal in the second half, and then just kind of played defense the rest of the way and did it well. Um, did what the number two team is supposed to do in the state. Um, tough way for Westview season to end. I mean, 19-2-1, still an incredible year. Still an un- like statistically an unbelievable season. You know, outscored their opponents 131-10. Right, I mean, had 16, 17 shutout victories. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just were a juggernaut, and they ran to a really good team who had revenge on their mind for last year. Like, that honestly was was probably it. Like, you know, Mark Tudor was a little more amped up to play. And I'm not saying Westview wasn't amped up. They were still, you know, I think Jamie Martin, after the game, he said something like, we were we were aggressive, but we, we, didn't, we didn't have, like, that Westview energy, like a Westview aggressiveness. I don't know what that really means. What does that mean? But he didn't feel like his team was playing at the level they've played at all year. So Right. It was so, a fun boys' soccer season, though. That's it some. was. I mean, they were fun to watch all year. It's Sports are a funny game, right? This year, Westview dominant. They don't go to state. Last year, they were 11-5 win state. Like, it's just funny how sports sometimes works out like that. That's why we love them. Something like that. Uh, Northwood Volleyball, regional champs. Congratulations to the Panthers. First time since 2010. Uh, Evan, you watched all six sets that they played on Saturday. Three against Culver Academy, three against New Prairie. I don't remember any of it. Thank you. It was all butter. It was all the treat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was nice to uh, be able to be close by. Uh, I know that Hillary was excited about hosting. Who's Hillary? Hillary Leidig. Well, people need to know that Northwood head coach. Yeah, thank you. Everyone knows that. 
At least, I'm sure that anyone who's listening... People listening probably know that, but it's good to, like, give that context. It's a good guess. Yeah. It's a good guess that uh, they know about it. But anyway, anyway, good crowd. Jinx. For both games, by the way. Culver Academies. Northwood had played Culver Academies earlier in the season. Swept them. Took it to them again in the regional semifinal Saturday afternoon. Swept them in three sets. 25-19, 25-9, 25-19, 25-9, and then 25-19 again. Then they got to take on a better team in New Prairie, but swept them as well. The Cougars played them well in the first set, 25-23, tight throughout. Then similarly to the first match, it seemed like the Panthers kind of took that momentum from the first set into the second, 25-16, fairly easy win, and then they uh, finished it off. The regional championship with the 25-19 set win to finish the 6-0 sweep over both teams and to advance to semi-state on Saturday where they will face a familiar foe. Very familiar. Mm-hmm. Belmont, the yeah. Braves, who have ended Northwood's season the last three years, all in the regional. 2019 and 2021 with regional finals. 2020 regional semifinal. Uh, Belmont beats Delta in the regional semi, and then they took care of Benton Central, who beat undefeated Angola in the morning in a five-set match. Thriller is what I would call Thriller. it. Five Angola was thriller. leading in the fourth set, blew a lead from what I read, and then Benton won the fifth set. Uh, Angola finished 31-1, and Benton Central 31-4. and That's uh, correct. Pretty good. Pretty good teams there. Um, I wonder if Benton was just exhausted after playing that. At least probably emotional and physically, honestly. Emotionally and physically. That's why I'm not a, that's why I'm not a huge fan of the two games in one day. Like I understand there's there's distance and traveling and stuff, but like like soccer figured it out. Regional yeah. semifinals during the week. Why can't volleyball figure it out, you know? One day. Why can't we be playing the semifinals at Northwood on Thursday night? You know, one at six, one at eight, and then come back Saturday at two or whatever, three o'clock. It's kind of like basketball you know. regionals, right? They do two games in one day thing. Yeah, well, now the semi-state is basketball. They moved to remember they they changed the tournament in the summer. That's basketball one game regional, two game semi-states now coming up. Yeah, they moved. Well, either way, so stupid. But I just think it's dumb. Is that worse? They used to do two. They used to do the semifinals and final for soccer, and that was stupid in one day. <laughs> it's soccer. You're running around for eighty plus minutes. Like you're not. I don't know. I gotta be tired yeah anyway um so northwood now gets a full week to prepare for belmont on belmont 29-6 northwood 28-6 similar records obviously just one game northwood and belmont did play earlier in the season they did 26-24 across the board all three sets won by belmont Mm -hmm. 3-0 belmont victory so it was close i mean you would like to think that northwood will feel good about that but it feels like belmont the last couple years has really ascended at this time of the year um, they, you know, last year, that regional final, I mean, Northwood was 30 and 31 and two and Belmont was like similar record. And then Belmont just took it to them, mm-hmm. played incredibly well in that regional final. It just feels like Belmont has played their best volleyball at the right time of the year. Like it's the, the cliche about playing your best at the end of the year, but they really do. It will be a tall task for Northwood to win on Saturday. Um, by the way, matches at Plymouth High School, so it's close for Northwood, closer for Northwood. Mm-hmm. You would think there will be more Panther fans than Braves fans, but it's only one game. It's not that long of a trip. Like it's, right. It should still be a good crowd for both teams, but in theory, Northwood will have maybe some, some more fans there. Maybe get the student section 
you know, to the game easier than a Belmont student section. So the Braves. Yeah. 26 of 29 wins this year. Three set sweeps. It's, pretty it's a good. fun fact. Pretty good. It's pretty good. So, 530. But five, you wonder. You wonder if they'll be overconfident. What do you think? At, I, don't, I don't think so. I I mean, they could. I mean, they've beaten Northwood three years in a row, right? They could have that confidence of like, well, we already beat these people before. Mm-hmm. Northwood is still a talented team. You could sneak in there and, and upset them. I, I do think Northwood winning would be an upset. I'm sorry if that offends anyone listening, but I do mm-hmm. think that's what it would be an upset. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. Belmont's, like I said, they've been really, really good the last three, four years around this time of the year. You know, went to state, went to state final in 19 and 21, lost five setters both years, yeah. like really close to winning state titles twice against really, really good teams. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. 5:30 p.m. Plymouth High School. Saturday night, uh, approximately 5.30 because there's a 4 o'clock game. The Class 1A game is at 4 p.m. So, they they list Northwood as a 5.30 start. It's going to be like 6. Probably going to be closer to 6, but get there at 5.30, I guess. I'm going to get there at 5.30. Yeah. Just to be safe. Of course. So. Because it could start at 5.30 and then be like, wow, I missed a whole set. That sucks. There's no way they're going to be that quick. <laughs> it's no way they're going to be that quick. Because they got to do a whole trophy ceremony afterwards and yeah, that's true. You know, taking the pictures. They get a, they get a lot of time to take pictures on the court and afterwards, like at soccer on Saturday. Mm-hmm. It was like, all right, Park Tudor, you got 15 minutes to take pictures before we have to let the other teams start, come on and start playing. So there is a there is a delay time in between. So. Gotcha. Uh, cross country, semi-state. You were there? The last prep thing of the weekend to cover. Oh, other than Isaiah Hostetler, sorry, quickly. Isaiah Hostetler. Won his uh, quarterfinal match tennis Saturday or Friday, and then he lost in the semifinal. Very sad. Um, talking with Westview Athletic Director Bill Bostain on Saturday after soccer, he was like, "Yeah, I was at the tennis, and it's just like Isaiah's pretty good." And then you watched the kid from Lafayette play, and it was like crazy. Like this kid was hitting shots that you know no one from our area can do. You know, like mm-hmm. so Isaiah had a great season, twenty-eight and one, great career. Was, um, it, was did he get swept? Six two six three. Okay, well he put up a little. He won fight. a couple games. He yeah. did win a couple games. It wasn't six zero six zero, but there was. He's like, yeah. Bill was like, there were so many shots that he just hit this Aaron Goo kid that hit, and and he won. Aaron ended up winning the final too. So okay, lost the state champion. So that's that's okay. Um, shout out Isaiah. So Westview, it wasn't all sad for Westview Saturday. That's true. Because Noah Bontrager, freshman cross-country runner, won the semi-state championship, time of 15-20, a new school record. Record had been standing for 28 years. He broke the school record. 15-22 back in 1993. It was set by, hold on, i got to pull it up. I've got to pull it up. Hold on, hold the presses. Pull it the up. old record was held by Irvin Slaybach. Irvin Slaybach. 1993. Like Irvin, um, I R E R V I N. Irv. Uh, Irvin. Irv. Okay, gotcha. Like Irvin Magic Johnson. That's right. So that's correct. Uh, yeah. Uh, Noah won the race. Unbelievable. Uh, beat the Mishawaka kid Liam uh, Bauschke. I don't know how to say his last name. B A U S C H K E. Bauschke. Bauschke. 
Let's beat Liam Bowski at the at the line by by six seconds. But It'd be funny if it's not even close to that. Like we just put some like it's just Liam Bush like accent just, on there, Bowski. Bowski. So, uh, congratulations, Noah. That was unbelievable, man. He was close the whole way. He was at the front of the you know pack, obviously, and about three quarters of a mile to go. He's still like there, and I was taking pictures of him. There were like about a, about three quarters left, and I was like. Oh crap! He like might win this thing, so I had to go to the finish line and make sure, like, I see if he was gonna win. Did you fast walk? I I had to do a light jog. I had to. I was way out of breath. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, wow, I am very out of shape, and uh, but I got there in time, and then he crossed the line first. It was unbelievable. It was like, holy crap! Here he comes, like, you know, because like it's one thing to win the sectional and the regional. You go to semi state, you're riding against Fishers, Hamilton Southeastern, Fort Wayne schools, right? Northridge, Goshen, like. The kid from Mishawaka has been dominant all year. Like, this is a different class of runners usually when you get there. And, like, he beat them all. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Uh, Northridge boys team got second overall. They were only five points away from winning it at semi-state. Fishers won. Um, Goshen boys got the sixth spot, so they're out going as well. And then Northridge girls finished seventh, uh, seven points shy of going as a team. But three of the top 13 runners in the race were Northridge. Tammy Bayless. Haley Heil, both seniors, and then freshman Dakota Moore, the younger sister of Jack Moore. Um, so the Bruns in the family, literally. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Tammy Bayless, eighteen twenty nine, new school record as well. Um, people seem to enjoy the flat course of Indiana Wesleyan. A lot of school records broken. Baylor Miller, the freshman for Northridge, set the freshman record for Northridge. Uh, 1548 was his time. Um, so, yeah, a very successful day for our area. Um Jesse Bontrager, by the way, from Bethany Christian, first Bethany runner to be at the semi-state in 30 years. That's crazy. It's a really long time to, yeah. go, to go without a participant. Yes. yes. <laughs> wow. 30 years. That's what they said in the PA system, introducing everyone. They had a guy introducing everyone. It was kind of cool. That is cool. Yeah, it was like, Jesse Bontrager, first Bethany Christian runner in 30 years. So it was like, whoa. Did you I, say yeah? Did you give a little uh, I gave. I was clap? like, whoa, I didn't realize it was that long. I did not give a clap. I was like, whoa. Well, but the like, guys whoa. were warming up. It wasn't like they were like, everyone was standing there and they are waving to the crowd. It was just like, hey, Uh-oh. by the way, here's all the lane assignments. And by the way, Jesse Bontrager. So. Fair. Um, yeah, so state beat this Saturday. Terre Haute, Laverne Gibson Championship Cross Country Course. Girls race at noon. Boys race at 2.30. You can buy it online, IHSA.org, IHSA TV, $15. I'm probably going to purchase it. Yeah. Yeah, I want to watch it. I want to see how they do. Very good. So, and then I'm going to go to Plymouth High School afterwards and uh, watch volleyball. Brandon Beachy's going down to state. Yes, he is. So, we're going to have some, hopefully, some good photos from uh, state. Appreciate it, Brandon. Shout out, Brandon. Yes, um, anything else you want to talk about before we get out? No more miscellaneous things? If you want to talk about the miscellaneous things, I put them on the sheet. They uh, can be skipped. Can Notre be... Dame won. Who cares? Notre Dame, above 500. After, uh... Did you watch any of the game? No. I didn't either. <laughs> they didn't cover UNLV. So. It was on Peacock. But, so... they, but they won. And uh, Syracuse this week. And then Clemson. Irish could very well be four and five. I think Marcus Freeman said these next two games will determine what type of team we are or whatever. It's like no kidding. It's a good thing to say. World Series. We got the Phillies and we got the, the fighting uh, Phils. Astros. And the Astros. There's only one good thing to cheer about for the Astros, and that's Dusty Baker. I hope he wins. If they win, I'm happy for Dusty Baker, one of the best managers to ever win a World Series. Uh, the Phillies. What a run. 
the singing uh, Dancing on My Own all the time in the locker room. Yep. Uh, they got the Reese Hoskins is going off. Bryce Harper's going off. Um, they're kind of fun, uh, you know, world beaters right now. But uh, I think it should be a good World Series. I, I love baseball. It's one of my – It's it was my – first sport when I was a kid, so I always just say it's my favorite sport. I mean, I love all sports, but baseball was my first love, so I love the World Series. I love watching it. Um, and game one Friday night, you know, Phillies um, in Houston. In Houston, I'm looking forward to uh, getting home after football coverage on Friday night and uh, checking out the last couple innings of the game. Astros and six. Probably. Probably. Yeah, I mean... Feels like the Phillies, you know, the magic has to run out, right? Not necessarily. Not necessarily, but you feel like it's going to be there. Um, NFL Bears are back. Just saying. Justin Fields MVP, so that's what some people are saying. NFL's dead to me. Yeah, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are bad. Uh, The Florida Gators are bad. Mizzou football is bad. Almost lost to Vanderbilt at homecoming. You you schedule Vanderbilt for homecoming because you're supposed to win. Comfortably, but it's a W, and they almost lost. So, uh, Florida didn't lose this week, so that's good for you. Didn't have to watch them; it was awesome. Yeah, um, college football just feels like we're similar spot we've always been in. Ohio State or Michigan will be the Big Ten representative. Georgia or Alabama will be the SEC representative, or Tennessee. Guess we got Tennessee in the mix this year too. Tennessee that's exciting. That's fun. Um, you know. Clemson, as long as they don't mess it up down the stretch here, should probably be in. And then fourth spot could be another SEC team, could be another Big Ten team, could be it's wide open still. Oregon, maybe one loss. Oregon, they get hot at the end. One loss. USC. Yeah, I don't know. What are you doing? You're trying to give me a high five or something? Can't wait for the playoff to be expanded. Your shoulders pop. Yeah, as a pop. Nice. Uh, anyway, okay, that's it. Let's uh, wrap this up. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Thank you again, Bill Sharp, for coming in, joining us, talking about the good old days of Jimtown football and the current days of Jimtown football. So I'm sure uh, he'll be calling Corey Stoner at some point this week, giving him good luck because they got a big game this week against Glenn. Uh, we'll be back next week. We'll have sectional semifinal football to recap and previewing sectional finals games northwood volleyball could they be playing in a state championship game we could have that we to look could. forward to notre dame clemson next week big game notre dame syracuse this week also a big game uh cross country state recap and guess what folks girls basketball starts next tuesday games are starting up gym town at fairfield opening night on tuesday november 1st get hyped let's go okay All and, right. with, and with that that is this week's edition of the podcast thank you everyone for listening we'll be back next week with all that and much much more 